Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. We have it all. And this is Season 5, Episode 27, How Time Flies. Well, last week I uh, did my first uh, Part 1. It's the first episode of the Kitchens for Do-It-Yourselfers and for homeowners who don't know anything about kitchen design and they can't just depend on their contractor. I always try to educate my clients and I think everybody who's going to have a kitchen remodeled should learn a little bit before they tackle their contractor. It's always nice to know what to expect. So that will be on the first Wednesday of the next three months. The first one was uh, the first Wednesday of July. So Ironically, now we're going to talk about appliances because that's one of the most important things that you're going to need for your remodel. And as we have said, you need to decide so that you can order quickly. So we are going to talk about what's hot in cooking. And my guest today is Darren Renson. He's the Senior Area Sales Manager for Monogram, and he covers Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, and West Texas. Hey, Darren, thanks for coming back. I know you've done several podcasts with me. Yeah, Nancy, absolutely. Uh, thrilled to be back with you, and I'm excited to talk some more appliances. Definitely. As you know, um, or as everybody knows by now, that Monogram sponsors design uh, this these podcasts, um, Home Design Chat with Nancy. I won't do a uh, commercial for Monogram because this is their commercial. So I'm excited to have Darren talking about everything that Monogram has. And what we thought we would do is divide it into the size of kitchens. In other words, what you would need for the small kitchen. We're going to make this simple. So if you're thinking of remodeling, we're going to make it real easy for you. Right, Darren? We'll try. Okay. So the first one, small kitchens, what would you suggest? They're remodeling and they have a small kitchen. And by the way, even if you have a small kitchen, you can do things to make it seem larger, as Darren's going to talk about. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great question. And first thing I'll say is just because you have a small kitchen doesn't mean there isn't room for great design and quality products in that kitchen. It just means you're working with a smaller space. And you know, with that in mind, there's a lot of choices that you can make that'll still give you great performance and a beautiful design, even though you're working with a smaller space. You know, maybe you don't do the full 24-inch wide dishwasher. Um, you know, Monogram is one of the manufacturers that offers an 18-inch wide dishwasher. Still a fantastic product, very quiet, stainless steel interior. It just takes up a little bit less space. And along those lines, you know, you can think about, well, what else can I put in the kitchen? What do I need in the kitchen? Um, you need a refrigerator, right? And most refrigerators are at least three feet wide. Sometimes they get even bigger than that. Um, but there's refrigerators out there that are smaller. You know, we offer a built-in refrigerator that's 30 inches wide and it has a fridge, it has a freezer, it even has like a convertible fridge or freezer zone too. So you get a ton of flexibility and you can even panel it to have it blend in with the kitchen and still um, not take up as much space as you would with the traditionally sized appliance. Yeah. Well, by putting a panel in the front, you've already blended it into the kitchen. So it's not going to feel like the elephant in the room. 
And mm. is the freezer on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you go to that narrow of a width, um, it just gets really tight if you were to consider a side-by-side because the shelving would be so narrow. So really the best use of space is to split the fridge freezer with the freezer freezer being on the bottom. Oh, ideal, ideal. Um, also, um, by having a smaller dishwasher, you have more cabinet space. You know, there it's well known that in New York City, most people have very tiny kitchens, and that doesn't stop them from making the big Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners or the uh, their friends gathering in their all Maybe the, all their friends can't get in the kitchen at the same time, but certainly they do make some fantastic recipes coming out of small kitchens. So don't think that uh, just because you have a small kitchen you can't do anything. Invite your friends over. So what do we do about cooking in that small kitchen? Well, let's cook. Um, you know, you can go you can go pretty small for stoves. The problem is typically when you go that small, you kind of miss out on a lot of quality and and performance. And so, you know, if, if you can fit a 30 inch range into that space, you're going to have plenty of space on top to cook as well as a decently sized oven. So you're never going to feel constrained when you do have those family gatherings together for the holidays. You'll have plenty of room and you won't be sacrificing any performance that you might typically do when you go to the smaller size ranges. And of course they come in gas and electric. Yeah, you can get 30 inch ranges in gas or electric. You know, Monogram, we only manufacture professional style ranges. And so ours currently is only available in, in gas, but you know, you can you can go down to a more kind of traditional freestanding range and get that in either gas, electric, or electric induction. And everybody likes that industrial looking. So now we're missing the microwave, which uh, I think you mentioned that the Advantium can be an over-the-range Advantium. Now, explain what an Advantium is, since you and I both know, but maybe nobody else does. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this um, before, but yeah, the Advantium, the 5-in-1 Advantium is probably one of the best products we manufacture. It's uh, it's as close to a Star Trek computer as you can get with the precision cooking modes built in. You know, there's 179 different food types that you can select and, and it cooks it faster than um, any oven out there by four to eight times. So, you know, you think about a baked potato and how long that takes to make in a in a traditional oven, that can be upwards of an hour, sometimes plus. In an Advanium, it's you know going to be somewhere around eight to ten minutes. So really, just tremendous performance. It's it's also five ovens in one. So if you needed to make popcorn or reheat coffee, you can absolutely do that because it's a traditional microwave, and you can use it as a convection oven. Um, but you can also use it as a toaster oven. You can use it as a broiler oven or a warming oven. So just tons of flexibility and the fact that it does all of those things. It doesn't take up any counter or cabinet space. And in this application, it actually serves as the ventilation for your cook surface. It is a um, kind of a multi-tool of, of capabilities to, uh, to advance the design for a smaller kitchen. Now, can you use that ventilation system over a gas range? Sure. Okay. So uh, what's the CFMs on it? Uh, I believe it's 300 CFM, um, but remember that the gas range, it's only four burners, um, and so 
it is absolutely spec to handle that amount of heat. Okay. So the Avanium over the range is 30 inches wide, so it lines up with the range. Don't forget to leave landing space on both sides of the range. Don't put your stove against the refrigerator or against a wall or against a panel. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast about kitchen design, you know that that is a no-no. It's not good safe-wise. It's um, combustible when you put it against a wood panel. So be uh, very safe and follow the codes. So now we have a small kitchen with a great um, layout for making anything from a turkey to uh, warming up your coffee. So. Now let's just add some square footage and say, okay, now we have a medium kitchen. What can we put in there so that we have, and we don't want to say state-of-the-art, but you're going to redo your kitchen. You want to make sure that you've got everything on your wish list that will fit into your space. Yeah, now, you know, when you talk about a medium-sized kitchen, the options really kind of open up significantly. Um, You could do a cooktop on your counter and do built-in wall oven and maybe a built-in advantium above it in a wall cabinet for cooking. Um, You could do a a larger range if you want. If you want, ranges come in 36 inches and, you know, that's going to be the size of probably the cooktop you would select anyway. And that moves the oven underneath it and gives you more pantry or wall cabinet space. So um, a ton of flexibility really becomes available if you have a more medium-sized kitchen. Not saying that you, you're giving up a lot with a small kitchen, but, you know, you, you just get more options that way. Well, if you're going to have a cooktop, you can go with a chimney-style hood. That makes it look a little more custom. And your Advantium stacked over your double oven, that's usually 30 inches right to left. Uh, dishwasher, well... Now you have the space, you might as well go with a 24-inch, right? Yeah, Um, absolutely. And refrigerator, you know, depending on how you cook, you can still go with a 30-inch if that suits you. I always suggest that you go to the appliance store and look at the appliances, open them up, see, you know, if you think that you shop more than what you can fit into a 30-inch, go with a 36-inch, right? Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a great tip, Nancy. And that's not just for refrigeration, but um, you know anything that you're going to be using. I, I highly recommend that you go into a showroom, touch, feel, look at the product, interact with it. Um, you certainly don't want to just shop online, purchase online, and then be surprised when it shows up that it doesn't work for how you want it to work. And you know, a great tip that I've always given is if you have um, a certain type of plate. Um, that you're constantly washing in the dishwasher, uh, whether it's a dinner plate or maybe a larger serving plate or tray, um, go ahead and bring that into the showroom. Put it in the different dishwasher. See how it fits. Um, You don't want to find out after you've done everything, purchased it and installed it, that it doesn't work the way you want it to. So um, there should be no shame in there in making sure it's going to work the way you want it to. Or that might be a good excuse to get new dishware. (laughs) Kitchens are expensive, so... If you want to add on to it, feel free. Yeah. So now in the medium, we have the wall oven. You can stack a steam. Do you have a steam oven, right? We do have a steam oven, yes. Yeah. So, again, go into the showroom, and your favorite appliance person will explain an Advantium and a steam oven. You might end up with both, depending on yeah. how much you cook. Yeah. They're both different 
different ways of cooking. Um, they're both fantastic appliances and they have their places in different cooking techniques. And um, if you want to have the best of both, then you get both. Um, but if you want, you know, if you prefer to cook with steam, you're doing a lot more steaming vegetables or steaming fish or grains um, or maybe making hard boiled eggs, all those types of things. Steam oven would be great. Um, if you're, you know, more cooking dishes and speed is really critical to you, you would probably lean towards the five in one uh, speed oven. Um, but if, you know, both are equally as important and you have the space, go ahead and do both. Yeah. And if you're very tall, you can stack them. Um, I couldn't do that because I wouldn't be able to reach the top one. But there's nothing wrong with stacking or maybe taking your wall oven and putting it under your countertop somewhere or under your cooktop. It could still be two pieces and then you can stack your Advantium in your steam oven. You know, yeah, we're getting... I was going to say we're getting we're getting into a little bit big uh, big kitchen territory, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Well, I was trying to get side, the yeah side by side is a very popular installation, right? Too. But that would be for a larger kitchen. I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to give people ideas for a medium kitchen. Again, you still need the prep space, but don't forget mm. that. Don't forget your clearances. But still, you know, you can still stack the two of them if you want. Depending what you, the best thing you can do is go into the appliance store. And see how everything works. And don't be shy about asking questions. And also, don't tell somebody that you cook all the time when you really don't. And vice versa. Because you're going to end up going, why did I get this? I never use it. You want to make sure that when you spend your money on these appliances that you're using them. They're functional. And, you know, somebody said to me a long time ago, you can be a good cook, but with great equipment, you can be the best cook. So, so agreed. Right. So you can get the steam oven if that's you know what you like to do, or you can get both. But um, be honest with yourself. Okay. So now we're going to move into the large kitchen, the very large kitchen. But before we do that, I'm going to talk about Studio 41. Studio 41 has showrooms all over Illinois, and they only have one in Scottsdale, and this is the one I use all the time. So if you live in Arizona and it's convenient, you can go into their Scottsdale showroom. Otherwise, you can go online. It's shopstudio41.com. They have the largest selection of hardware for your cabinetry that I have ever seen. I love going in there for that. And also, they that's where I get all of my bathroom plumbing, kitchen plumbing, and all the accessories, uh, the fixtures for the bathroom. So you might visit them or go on their website and you can shop online. So don't forget, that's shopstudio41.com. Okay, now we're walking into the big kitchen um, where we have no problem with space and we have somebody who really likes to cook. So Darren, have at it. Yeah, that's this is where the fun part goes, right? Kind of oh, and I forgot this. to say no budget. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a critical uh, that's a critical modifier there for sure. If you got a budget to work with, but let's just go forward with the idea that this person loves to cook, wants to have all of the the best tools, um, and they have the space to to fit what they want. Well, you know, this is kind of where it gets fun because now you can go you can go uh, very big on the cook surface. You can, you know, do possibly a 48-inch range or some manufacturers even make larger ranges than that. And that gives you, you know, four to eight burners 
across the top um, with you know the option for a griddle or an infrared grill. Um, and then you get two ovens across the bottom, so lots of space uh, to cook. You kind of have your smaller everyday oven and then your larger kind of catering oven. Um, and then you can kind of get the other fun toys too. Like you can go ahead and get the Advantium and get this, get the steam oven and, you know, have the right tool for the dish that you're trying to make. Well, obviously the Advantium won't go over the 48 inch range. Um, you're going to need a heavy duty uh, vent for that. But there again, the Advantium could be put on into a wall cabinet. Uh, I think it's 21 inches deep, isn't it? Uh, the unit itself is 21 inches deep, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, most if you go with just standard cabinetry at 24, it'll absolutely fit fine. Yeah, and you can get a steam oven. And, of course, the Advanium works as a microwave, too. But now you may, you gave me a list of all the little bells and whistles that people can get. So uh, let's see. Let's start with the uh, one of my favorites, the hearth oven. Yeah. Yeah, the hearth oven is, I saw is that. one yeah. of my favorites, too. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is such a such a fun cooking tool um, because it's 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 amazing. It, it's a built-in uh, hearth oven that goes inside the house. It, it doesn't require any ventilation. It's it's electric. It's not gas, and um, it gets up to thirteen hundred degrees in there on the dome. And you know, it. A lot of people think of it um, when they think of it. They think of oh, okay, well, I can make pizzas, and and to be honest, yes, it makes some of the best pizza you've ever had in your life because it can fire you know a Neapolitan style pizza in two minutes or New York style in about five minutes, um, and give you just a, a great cooked crust with all the melting across the top. But you know, if you expand your horizons a little bit and think about what you can do with it, it's perfect for for fish like salmon, white fish roasting vegetables, um, creme brulees, you know, anything that you can essentially think of, you can cook in there and with flatbreads, um, just absolutely amazing products. And it doesn't have a door. And I always say, well, if it doesn't have a door, how does the heat stay in there? Yeah, it actually has an air curtain. So, um, you know, sometimes when you walk into like uh, the pharmacy and you feel that, that rush of air blowing through over you, um, that's what it is. It's basically so there's there's a, a rush of air at the door that's trapping all the heat in um, and keeping uh, keeping all the heat inside the appliance so it's not heating up your house. So you can actually use it as a baking oven, too, I'm going to assume. You yep. said pizza. Well, being Italian, I immediately thought of lasagna or monogotto or anything. You can bake in there. Yep, absolutely. You can set any temperature you want. So it doesn't need to be full 1,300 degrees. You don't have to set it to 11. Uh, every time you use it, but it has that capability. Most likely using it in the winter in Arizona? Uh, well, I mean, winter or summer, because you can turn it right off once you're done. and keeps most of the heat in, but I mean, winter is probably smart. Good. So wouldn't that be impressive if your friends came in and looked in your newly remodeled large kitchen and they saw a built-in hearth? Um, and how wide is it? Like it's 30 inches. 30 inches? 30 inches, yeah. Wow. And 24 deep? Um, it fits. Uh, it requires a little bit more depth. Um, I think you need a, a couple extra inches, but it's flush, which is nice. Good. Good. So put that on your list. Uh, it's on uh, the website, monogram.com, so check that out. Okay, where are we going next? What's your next favorite appliance for the large um, you know, kitchen? 
for for large kitchens, you can kind of the sky's the limit. There's some really cool things that you can purchase, um, like uh, rotisseries. So um, you, you know, you go buy like a Costco rotisserie chicken. They got a, a whole wall of a spit with rotisserie. You can kind of get that same uh, same quality at home. It's a great way to cook because it kind of cooks the food in its own juices mm-hmm. as it slowly slowly turns and um, it's uh it just produces some really amazing results and if you do it at home now you're going to be able to kind of get more creative with the spices and the rubs and everything that you're doing with it so i like the idea of a rotisserie if we're starting to talk about kitchen toys yes and well not only the chicken but you can do a pork loin you can do a roast beef i'm not sure if you can do shish kebabs on it Uh, yeah i don't don't see a reason you can do fish on it you can do shish kebabs i mean it's just it's a really cool way of cooking and it's just a different technique. The, the, the best part about cooking and what appliances allow you to do in your kitchen is to explore different ways of cooking, different techniques of cooking and how the results change and the flavors change based on how you cook it. You know, a steamed salmon is going to taste different than a rotisserie salmon. That's going to taste different than a, you know, hearth oven roasted salmon. Um, just in the overall texture of the food, you can season it the same, but ultimately it's not going to, it's not going to chew the same because it's cooked differently. Hmm. Do you do all the cooking in your home? I tend to do most of the cooking, not because my wife is not good at it. It's because I really enjoy it. It sounds like you enjoy it. Okay. So um, let's talk about you know, air fry, dehydration. What do we got there? I mean, yeah, so yeah, are... we have all the space. We might as well fill it up. Yeah, these are these are cool modes that are built into the appliances that we that we manufacture that we've already selected for most size kitchens, including the medium kitchen um, or the the small kitchen. So, air fry, very popular cooking method that's been um, been around now for a few years, used to used to mean that you had to get a countertop appliance and give up countertop space. And ultimately, what it is 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 the um, the effect of almost frying foods without actually dipping it in hot oil. Right, which is a deep fry. Right, so air for fry, the diet. Yeah, it's 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 a healthier alternative to mm-hmm. create a crispy texture, and the way it's achieved is just really really fast moving air and heat, kind of crisping up the food. And so we have air fry built into our wall ovens and our ranges, and so you can get your countertop space back, have even a bigger cavity to air fry in, so you can air fry more chicken wings at once. Um, and it's just a really cool cooking technology that I use quite a bit. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because you can actually take your wall oven and have several functions with it. Um, sometimes there are people who grab at every countertop appliance that comes out because mm. the commercials look so good. Yeah. But you end up with no prep space. Your countertop is filled with all these little appliances. So if you can get something and consolidate the uses and get rid of three, at least four or five appliances, that would be great space saving. Um, also money saving. And yeah. like you said, you can air fry a lot more than you can in these little countertop units where maybe five chicken wings, <laughs> whatever. Right. Oh, let's talk yeah. about wok cooking. Now that's popular. 
Yeah, wok, wok cooking, I think, is uh, is another fun cooking technique. Um, you know, it's it's typically done in, in a large round bottom wok, which poses a challenge for most cooking surfaces because they are flat, right? And you want the flame um, to touch as much of the, the cooking vessel, the wok, as possible. And that's kind of difficult on a, on a flat, flat cooktop grate. And so, you know, some manufacturers, like, for example, Monogram, all of the grates on our range burners are reversible. And when you flip them over, it actually has a spot specifically for a round bottom wok. So if you like to stir fry, you want to do, you know, some udon noodles or uh, pad thai or something along those lines and really do that fast, high heat, high surface cooking, um, you know, having the ability to cook with a wok is, is a great benefit. And we just happen to build that technology already into our, our ranges. So definitely there's a lot of advantages to using Monogram and all of your cooking appliances. I might say that if you have a large kitchen, you should get, and you don't have to, but you should get two dishwashers. And yes. I use two dishwashers in large kitchens, not one on each side of the cleanup sink, but a lot of times you can put one by your prep area and then one by your cleanup area. So they don't always have to be together. That's a great uh, tip. Yeah. yeah. Two dishwashers is, is awesome. Yeah. Let's swing over to refrigeration. In my large kitchen, what do I need? Well, in your large kitchen, you're probably going to be cooking a lot of food and you need something to keep all that food fresh until you're ready to cook it. So we love space. And, you know, you can get up to a 36-inch refrigerator, and that's just the refrigerator, mind you. And you can also get a 36-inch freezer. So now we're talking about six feet of refrigeration, which is going to be more than enough space for your large party platters, all of your produce, um, all of your packaged refrigerated goods, and um, still plenty for leftovers that you're going to have. Um, which I'm assuming when you're cooking large meals. So that's really kind of a, a, a great use of space, but that doesn't need to end there. If you don't want giant refrigerators, you can go down smaller. You can go 30, 30, um, 30, 36, or even smaller than that, 42, 48 side-by-sides and add um, auxiliary refrigeration throughout the, throughout the kitchen, right? So everything doesn't all have to be in one space. You can have different types of refrigeration throughout the space. So whether that's a drawer refrigerator underneath the counter, um, double drawer refrigerator, or possibly a bar refrigerator or an ice maker, um, these are all considered refrigeration as well. And they're great things to have in a large kitchen because it offers a lot of flexibility to where you store things, right? If, you're, if your prep area is in one space and your cook area is in another, and there's something that you use while cooking, maybe your fresh herbs that you wanna keep cool, um, you could have an undercounter refrigerator next to your cook area and then have the bigger refrigerator in your prep area. So these are things that you need to think about, which is why it's great to work with a, a design professional when laying out your kitchen, um, because they're going to ask you these questions. How do you cook? How do you like to cook? What do you cook with? Um, you know, what are the typical meals that you cook? And they're going to help you make these decisions because it's not always just buy the biggest thing possible. It's buy the, the right size thing and the right appliances for how you want to cook and how it's going to make your life easier. Because at the end of the day, we, we interact with these appliances multiple times a day. And uh, it would certainly be a shame for you to spend all this money 
and be disappointed with the quality of life you have while cooking with these appliances um, because it wasn't laid out in a way that works best for you. Well said. I think you just touched on everything that I was going to say. A lot of times when you're having a bake area, maybe a little refrigerator would be good in that area or your prep space. Uh, So there's no rule that says you can only have one refrigerator. So having refrigerator drawers works out really well. I'm doing a kitchen now that actually is accessible to the bar area. And, well, we're going to end up with three sinks, um, a refrigerator, all refrigerator, all freezer, and then in the bar area, a wine refrigerator, and then an all refrigerator. Um, let's see, did I miss anything? Uh, several ovens. They cook a lot. And this is what I mean <laughs> by a like large it. kitchen. You don't want to do the kitchen and then say, you know what we should have had? So that's why you're right. Working with a professional, th- everything is laid out and thought of before you start building, before you order. Hey, talking about ordering, uh, let's talk about uh, the appliance uh, supply chain and when they should order their appliances. Yeah, so um, things aren't as uh, available as they as they used to be in the world of appliances and, and many other industries as well, but appliances um, specifically what we're talking about today. And, you know, that's through um, a series of of constraints, whether it's uh, suppliers um, being able to produce the materials need to actually build the appliances or labor shortages or transit timelines and, you know, getting stuff unloaded at the docks, um, just a whole, you know, litany of reasons. And it could be any one of them or a combination of all of them, but timelines are a lot longer than they used to be. And, you know, you mentioned this earlier in, in the podcast, you know, the, the right time to uh, buy your appliances once you've made the design is uh, is yesterday. Um, the next best day to buy them is today. So realistically, what you want to do is as long as you've made the decisions on sizes, um, go make those appliance selections and put your order in with the, the appliance seller. Um, and then you can start working around, uh, working around what you've ordered to start getting in detail with the design about, you know, electrical locations, amperage, cutouts, all that type of stuff. You know, a kitchen design is based on the sizes of the appliances. Also the function and the size and space and whatever. But the size of the appliances really um, leads the plan. And so ordering them immediately and then taking your time to do the plan because a lot of times your lead time is going to be nine months. Some manufacturers have a year. So don't give up and don't throw away your existing appliances unless they're broken. So order your appliances as soon as you can, as soon as you make that decision, and then work on the plan. And, you know, usually I'm working with the client before she purchases But I have a situation where the client ordered the appliances and put them in her existing kitchen and then said, you know, maybe I want to do my kitchen over. So we just worked with the appliances that she had just purchased. And unfortunately, she had to wait a year for her refrigerator. But luckily, her old refrigerator didn't give out on her, so it worked out. So what we're saying is don't lose patience no sense in yelling at anybody because it's not going to make your appliances um, get delivered any faster. 
So just be patient and do your research and then order your appliances. Don't say, well, yeah, we're thinking about it. Well, we're going to wait until we start the kitchen. Uh Uh-uh, that's too late. You have to order the appliances as soon as you say, okay, this is what I like, get it, right? Yeah, I I completely agree. And and to tack onto that, um, don't be upset with your salesperson. Um, it's it's not their fault. So it's it's one of those things where um, you know it's just a challenge for from top to bottom to to deliver these orders, and everyone is working at their absolute hardest to try and come up with the ways that we can help get you customer or yeah. get your uh, get your appliances. Yeah, and also when you're given a delivery date, don't write that in ink. <laughs> because- Fair Yeah, yeah. Hey, we've got another thing to talk about, and I want you to explain about the smart app and how things work. Yeah, you know, one of the the greatest developments in in the world today for for many consumer products has been the ability to um, make them connectable via Wi-Fi, um, allowing you to really expand the functionality of whatever products that you're using this for. And, you know, some people are um, unfortunately still a little hesitant to adapt um, this technology and it's perfectly fine. But I will tell you that when you, um, when you lean into the capabilities that exist today, you know, whether it's appliance or an air conditioner or anything else that that's smart, you're going to really create a, a elevated ownership experience that you wouldn't otherwise have with these products. And, you know, specifically around appliances, you know, almost all of the monogram appliances are smart and the flexibility that allows is to um, allow you to interact with the appliance, whether it's directly in front of it or remotely from the application or even by voice to do certain commands and controls. And um, that means, you know, if you're, if you're out laying by the pool and the oven is done, you can turn it off with your phone and you don't have to leave your Mai Tai and you can still take your dive in the water and know that I, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be overcooking the turkey. Yeah. Just don't bring your phone with the app in the pool with you. Um, they're actually pretty good these days with, with waterproofing, but I would say in general, I agree. Yeah. Um, the other really cool thing about connectivity is the ability to add features to the product that it didn't have when it left the factory. You know, Monogram is, um, the only manufacturer that I'm aware of that's actually pushed updates over the air. And if you think about it, it's a really great capability because when something leaves the factory, it may have technology X, Y, Z. Um, but let's say technology ABC comes out three years later. Um, we can push technology ABC over the air. It's just the same as parking your Tesla in your garage overnight. Maybe yesterday it didn't have the autopilot feature and tomorrow it does because it was an over-the-air update. So really cool capabilities um, allowed by connecting the appliances to Wi-Fi. It also helps with diagnosis. If you're having any issues with the appliance, um, tracks you know registration, so that way we know who you are. If you're having an issue, we already have all the information. We can send a technician out right away. Um, just really great benefits associated with the technology. So what you're saying is 
when you have an app, it's not going to go out of date because you guys are updating it from the factory or from your technology center. And so you have the app for your smart appliances, and you might find that there's a whole list of recipes that they added and they didn't call and tell you. You had to find out, right? Yeah. So a perfect example is for the last year or so, we've been working, um, we have a we have over 50 labs in Louisville, Kentucky. One of them is a food sciences lab where we're cooking thousands of dollars worth of food a month. And um, we've been working with uh, Omaha Steaks in developing this uh, really cool mode that we just launched over the air. So none of our products had it. Or Walton's didn't have it when they left the factory, but now they do via an update called Steakhouse Mode. And uh, essentially what it is, and we're talking, you know, cooking techniques and things like that, it's it's what's called reverse sear. So what you do is it walks you through it on the oven. You, you hit precision cooking um, or on the app, and it tells you where to put the probe, um, what rack level to put the steak in, and uh, it asks you how, you know, you want it done. And you follow the steps as it walks you through on, on the, the screen there, and you put it in. And it slowly, slowly raises the temperature of the steak um, until it reaches the temperature that are that we have um, determined the best temperature to move to the sear uh, sear stage with. And this has been done through cooking hundreds of steaks uh, in these labs. And then um, it moves into a sear stage, and it even actually has a rest stage built in. So when you take the steak out, it's like it actually came out of a steakhouse um, because it's a very slow and low cooking process. Um, you're not going to overcook it. You're still going to get a great crust. And I've done it a couple times at, at my customers, um, and quite a few of them have said it's the best steak they've ever had in their life. And you know, we live in a we live in an area here in in Arizona where we have some very good steakhouses. So I was very proud of the, that comment. Well, good. You're becoming a very good cook, Darren. Well, Monogram makes it easy. <laughs> so there you go. Anybody can be a good chef. And with the Monogram appliances, you can be a better chef. And if you can learn how to uh, work with the app, you can be the best chef in your family, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. It's, uh, you know, you got to have a little bit of passion for it. But even if you have no idea what you're doing, um, these precision cooking modes uh, built into the appliances really, um, it's like the cheat code for, for cooking. You know, chefs spend decades learning the techniques that we've gone ahead and programmed right into the appliances. So every week I talk about the fact that if they're going to get smart appliances, then they can get the smart app on their phone. But if they're going to get the app, it's not going to work with appliances that aren't smart. Right? Now, That's right. So what appliances work with the app? Do the Advantium, the dishwasher... Does everyone yes, yes. in your line, product line, work with the app? Uh, with some ex some small exceptions, yes. Um, almost all of our products are Wi-Fi connectable. Um, right now, the only ones that aren't that we've talked about would be the steam oven and the um, over-the-range Advantium. Oh. Uh, everything else, everything. But the else regular is Advantium via. is. Um, the built-in is, yes. The over-the-range is not. Oh, okay. I guess there wasn't enough room since we put the ventilation in there. Okay. And I would imagine not the the uh, ch the chimney hood or a hood, a ventilation hood over your cooktop. I would imagine. Actually, um, some of our hoods are, are Wi-Fi capable oh, as well. In fact, some of them connect to the uh, range via Bluetooth, 
So when you turn the range burner on, the hood automatically turns on along with it. Wow, that's good to know. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't overstate how important it is to have good ventilation in a kitchen. Um, and you certainly don't want all those beautiful new cabinets that you spent uh, an exorbitant amount of money to purchase to uh, have ruined finishes after a few years because you didn't turn on your hood. And now they yes, and you're talking them. from experience since you're in the middle of having your kitchen remodeled. Well, I am, yes. <laughs> Also, the uh, carcinogens from the food and the soot and whatever would go throughout the whole house. So when you see uh, your draperies or your window treatments or your upholstered furniture get a little dingy, that's because you didn't turn your hood on. Yep, absolutely. Mm, yeah. Well, did we cover it all? I mean... You know, I think we covered what's hot in cooking. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. For the small kitchen, the medium kitchen, and the large kitchen, we have all the answers. And um, if you want to see the appliances in person, now if you're in Arizona, we have showrooms that have working appliances. Right, Darren? Yes. If you're out of Arizona, I think you have to go look because I'm in Arizona and I don't know what's out there, but I would imagine that the bigger showrooms have uh, working kitchens with monogram appliances. Yeah, I think the best bet would be first to go to monogram.com. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, you can actually find a showroom in your area by your zip code or your city. And it'll direct you to where you can see the appliances in person and touch and feel them. Also, let's talk about uh, John Liddell's channel or the monogram channel. Yeah, monogram appliances on youtube.com. Um, a great channel. We have a lot of great content there. Beyond product videos, we have chef demonstration videos from Chef John Liddell um, over at the Monogram Design Center in Chicago. Um, also, I highly recommend uh, for great inspiration following us on, on different platforms. Um, I know that Instagram, for example, is a um, platform that's, that's used heavily by Monogram. So if you find Monogram appliances on Instagram, Go ahead and follow them. You're going to see some great pictures of finished kitchens as well as some other really cool things that we're doing with the brand. Mm -hmm. Well, on uh, Designer Circle, which is my online magazine, I put the uh, YouTube videos on there uh, under product of the week. It's designercirclehq.com. And some of the pictures, some of the things he does is amazing. Um, you can't go wrong. So go to YouTube. And then go to John. I think it's under monogram.com, their channel. Uh, I think it's monogram appliances. So if you just type in monogram appliances, yeah. you'll find you'll find the channel and you can uh, yeah. subscribe from there. Or you might even try John Liddell, J-O-N-L-I-D-D-E-L-L. -L. He's a great, great chef. Anyway, yes. I want to thank you. I think we've gone through a lot. And for those of you who are doing uh, your kitchen over, good luck. Um, <laughs> No, I didn't mean that facetiously. I mean, you have to have patience, and because you can't rush through it, you shouldn't make any mistakes. You have to work with a professional, and at the end of the project, you should be very happy. I agree. I hope you are. I hope so, too. <laughs> I'm sure I will be. Yeah. Well, I want to... Uh, 
I want to say that I hope everybody enjoyed today's show, and I hope you learned a lot. And please subscribe on the platform you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't keep them to yourself. Share them with your friends, especially if you know anybody who is remodeling their kitchen. Even do-it-yourselfers. Everybody should learn about the products before they tackle the remodel. Even if you're using a contractor, you should really educate yourself. Don't go by what he says. And if you have a kitchen designer, yes, you can believe what we say because we know it all. If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Darren, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Well, thanks again, Darren, for giving me your time. And uh, I had fun doing this too. Small, medium, and large. Says it all. Thanks, Nancy. (laughs) Thank you, Darren. Stay safe and everybody have a great day. 